0: Welcome to the People Like Us podcast,
1: brought to you by PlusOneCommunity.com, the podcast to get a little bit healthier, to have a little more fun for a little while longer. Now get ready to learn something with host Gerald Mays and Chef Roberta Hageda.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the People Like Us podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Mays. And I'm sitting here with this dude. What's your name? Chef Chef Roberto Higuera. Duh, duh, <laughs> Chef Roberto Higuera. I, mean, I say that every single time you do. So, what's up, man? What's been going on? Not
1: much, man. Just chilling. You know, uh, trying to work out this uh, schedule of like you know working uh, an actual job and then uh, the free time we have. You know, working on our, our beautiful project. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's uh it's a little different to try to, you know, it's it's kind of new territory for me to learn how to manage that. Managing, yeah, it's a lot. Trust so, me. I but understand. um but it's it's going, you know what I mean? And I your like father.
0: It. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like get it. it's
1: like those adult things, you know. It's I like I get it. I get it. I yeah. remember uh trying to go to school full time, mm.
0: being a father of four. Wife working. Wife is starting a home daycare business. It's just so much work. Yeah, so much everything. Really, it's just like, oh my goodness. Like, am am I wrong because I want a few minutes off? You know what I mean. Am I wrong? Sometimes I feel guilty about that. I just want to, you know, I don't want to really talk to my kids or my wife. I just want to sit here and I don't even want to pay attention to anything. I just want to sit here and be left alone. Just kind of check out, yeah. mentally check out for a second.
1: Yeah, just for a second. I'm not asking too much.
0: Just a few minutes. Just
1: leave, <laughs> leave me be. Boom, and you're back. But it's good though. I mean, it's just like it's it's all new territory for me in a sense. Um, I feel like I haven't done this in a while. Um, you know, of course, uh, I do. I do value sleep a lot more now. The older I get, so um, it's it, the older it, I get, the the older you get, please. Um. Just like, I just, yeah, I'm just being- You're sometimes. a baby. Yeah. Okay. You just, are a sometimes baby. I feel like I just be a wimp, you know what I mean? I complain a little too much. So. <laughs> yeah. Just like, man up and let's do it. Man, man up and right, let's cool. do it. You're
0: young. Yeah. You, you you have the rest of your life to hang out and chill.
1: I, I think sometimes it's okay to just like complain about it a little bit, you know, like at least acknowledge it, you know, like, I, right, you know, maybe I might be a little bit, a little bit of a wimp right now, or I'm just being a little bit of a B-I-T-C-H. And that's cool. And yeah. then like- Couple well, seconds uh, later, I'm like, "All right, cool. You acknowledged it. Let's you called it, it out, and let's move on." And you know, right. we're back on that track. So it's like a little rest stop, how I like to call it.
0: Uh, well, I would, uh, I would <laughs> definitely address. It. I think there's a, a thing that men do where mm-hmm. we put our heads down and we grind, 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 grind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To no recognition because we have identified this grinding personality as a definite male trait. And if you're not grinding, then you're almost not being a man. Ah. And I think that is false. I think you need to work because we all need to work because the times in society has determined that you have to work if you want Mm. anything. Right. Mm -hmm. If you choose not to work and you have an alternative way of life, that doesn't make you less of a man. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't yeah i mean so i think i think the thing is is like hey align yourself with what is fruitful for you hmm. you know what i mean and what you want to ultimately do i was i was watching a uh, a comedian cuz that's what i do at night i watch <laughs> stand up comedy and then go to sleep and you know there's this part in there where he's like he's a real dark comic and there's this part in here where he's like addressing the members of the audience and basically challenging their idea of happiness and love mm. and things like that in right. what way like challenging it because we have this idea that this thing is a is a very static thing like mm. you find happiness and then you're in happiness forever but that's not necessarily the case and what he ultimately said was if you're not happy, then you need to drop what you're doing and go find your happiness. Hmm. Because life is way too short to spend a bulk of it. Not happy. Absolutely. Right. So I would challenge people out there to take an inventory of their lives and and, chase your happiness your happiness may not look like everybody else's. my is. happiness mm-hmm. your happiness may not look like chef roberto's happiness your happiness may not look like your parents happiness you need to find it for yourself and find out what happiness and fulfillment and things like that we talked about this yesterday a little bit right a little like, bit yeah like when we were talking about money and finances and the trajectory of the business and I, I share with you like why I want to do this and mm-hmm. it has absolutely nothing to do with money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cuz when money is taken away, and I think we spend so much of our time chasing money that we don't actually get to live our lives. That's actually you know what I really mean. Good point. We just yeah, spend right. so much time chasing the dollar, chasing financial game, chasing prosperity and and then we look at we look down on people who don't do that. You know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. when I used to work A long time ago, I used to work as a maintenance person for the city. Mm. And our job, our primary job was to go down to the washes and kick homeless people out. Oh, dang. Yeah. And by washes, like every city for the most part has these like proverbial ditches that run through the city to take rainwater and transport it out of the city so it doesn't flood. In those channels, like as they go up underneath the roads and things like that, mm-hmm. homeless people live there. Live like they'll there. they'll like count create holes. There's a documentary on Netflix about Vegas, really, and the tunnels that run underneath the strip. The strip that that pulls water and takes it down to the reclamation center and then cleans it and puts it into Lake Mead. And there's a whole documentary about the underground cities of homeless people. Well, really, back in two thousand and. Eight
1: nine. with the recession. Yeah, two thousand eight. Hard. I
0: think Vegas like a, yeah. a good major. It was like two thousand eight out of ten. My job at working for the maintenance division doing that. was to kick all the homeless <sighs> people out. But I said that because we view homeless people as like disparity. Mm. But everybody down there isn't in despair. They were chilling. Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy down there I met. I don't remember his name, so I'm not going to try. But he got a check from the military. He mm. was retired. And he just didn't want to live on the grid. So he didn't want a house. He didn't want a bank account. He didn't want anything. So he gets his checks deposited into a P.O. box that he picks up every single month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he lives... In the washes, you know, like he gets up, he gets his newspaper. He goes to Starbucks and get his coffee. He has Mm. a gym membership so he can shower every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's happiness for him.
1: I mean, that sounds pretty chill to me too.
0: (laughs) But society kind of tells us that happiness is, you know, flying flying private jets and, you know, going on vacation in the islands Get, having you know that, that nice mean? house, exactly. I think nice su- success yeah. is is uh, is 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 in the, is like beauty, right? It's right. in the eye of the beholder. Exactly. You know what I mean. So, like for me, and I'm gonna ask you the same question. So prepare oh, yourself. Snap. Success to me is having enough money to not have to worry about not having it. Okay. Right. So if I can pay all my bills on time with no stress. I can take a trip if I want to. I can afford to repair my vehicle if something happens. Mm. I can't afford to fly across the country for a funeral. God forbid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want to for the most part. I may not be able to get a, a, a jet to Turks and Caicos. You know but what I mean? That's like- I may not be able to spend 60 days in Europe backpacking. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I can, for the most part, manage Everything mm. financially. The second aspect of management is, uh, success for me is fulfillment, like feeling fulfilled. I've had this thing inside me burning for a very long time, and that was for me to be able to uh, help people. Mm. I've always thought I was a helper of some sort. Okay, right? like I, I, I have this thing for, you know, wanting to improve people's lives. You know, I can remember from when I was eight, nine years old, I, I would ask my parents to let me hand the tip to the waiter. You know what I mean? Oh. Just so that I can be like, thank you. you. Like, so that oh, I can see okay. and say, thank you. I appreciate what you did. Here's the tip. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. not being a grown up. I don't know how weird that is. <laughs> I don't know how weird that is being a grown up now for a little kid to tap you on the shoulder and be like, here's a dollar. <laughs> okay. Here's a dollar for you bringing my food. <laughs> I just want to see your face light up with joy. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I've always felt that. So it doesn't matter how much money I would have in the bank. I would always have a desire to do this. Mm -hmm. of some sort, some capacity right now, my vehicle is health and wellness. You know what I mean? But I don't, it doesn't, I don't think it matters what that vehicle is. I think my physical journey in life led me down this path to health and wellness, but because I struggle with my, my health and wellness. So I know the issues that come, that comes with it. So my desire is to help those people who suffer from their health and wellness which is why this podcast is called people like us mm. maybe i should change it to people like me but <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> real. but that's that's essentially the reason why i'm yeah. doing this so for me happiness is being able is to put myself in a position to make other people happy mm. you know what i mean resources help that for sure you know what i mean resources allows the reach to be bigger mm. But essentially, I can help anyone I want to. Hey, did you see that video uh,
1: a couple days ago of Shaq paying for Dude, somebody's? Uh, it's crazy. i was just thinking about that right now. Yeah, my mom was actually telling me she's like, "Oh, like," because she was watching like the little, I guess, little Mexican news or whatever, and he had came out there too. My mom, she's like, "There's this football player that this," <laughs> and I'm like, "Who?" Shaquille. And she, I mean, she didn't say the name, or whatever. She's like, no, 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 he's right there. I was like, oh, actually, he was a he was a basketball player, like. But I told her, I was like, yeah, he's yeah, actually, you know, he's kind of known for that. He done that a couple of times already. He does. But it, all this time. this time it was like a little more viral, right? Yeah. Like it, it got out there. He like
0: and he he addressed it too. He was like, I'm a well little upset that it got that somebody recorded it and put it mm-hmm. out there because yeah. that's not why I do it. And I think the reason why I brought that up is because I feel like I'm the same way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm the same way. I've given away some of the craziest things. I remember being at my buddy's, my buddy Richard's wedding at, uh, in St. Louis. And I strike up a conversation with this lady who's telling me her whole life story, because apparently when you have that thing in you that wants to give, Mm -hmm. people are attracted to that and they tell you everything. So they, she's telling me about how she was taking care of her family. She was doing all of this stuff or whatever. And at the time, I was thought I was a big shot or whatever. I had two phones, mm-hmm. um, and she didn't have a phone, so I took the SIM card out of one of them and I gave it to her. Oh dang! Yeah, nice. You and I was just like, here you go. Sure. I don't think my wife was too happy about that, but
1: that's mm.
0: just how I am. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm a little like, different. Like, like I don't like to. I don't want any credit. You mm. know what I mean? I don't want any credit at all. It's funny, too, because I actually kind of run plus one like that, right? Like, I don't want to be in anything. I don't want to be like, like this is pulling teeth to get me on this podcast. But, <laughs> you know, I have, yeah. a, I have a voice and a face for radio. Right. You know, yeah, as, you do. As my buddies would say, did you just call me ugly? No. Do you know what that means? I don't know that. When you have a face for radio, it means that you're ugly.
1: Oh, I just thought it meant like your voice was good. My voice is good for, for radio and so is oh. my face. Body. Which means I'm ugly oh, I can't see my face. Can't, uh, I get it. Now.
0: I get I, it. I'm
1: not ugly. I'm <laughs> effing
0: gorgeous. I should. I should be on. T- I should. Oh I should God. be on like the Young and the Restless. Oh, like a, I'm definitely like a soap opera actor for sure. <laughs> Jimmy, why are you doing this? I didn't know you've been dead for 14 years. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, is that that's insane? how they are, though.
0: Yeah, the telenovelas, the telenovelas. You know, Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like that's uh, that's always been it. So I ask you, what is uh, what is success to you?
1: Well, to answer your question, for me, I think success is is it's
0: changed. I didn't ask you what you thought success was. What do you mean? In general, I'm asking you. That's why I'm not... what, what is gonna... what is success Su- to you? Success what is, to me. What is what is something that you say? I'm successful if these things line up. Uh,
1: what? The, damn. Mm-hmm. That's why you tell me to prepare and it's like, I thought i prepared Because it's not it's a 27, not. 27 year old man's question. Well, that's the thing. That's what I was kind of trying to get at because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm still in that transition of learning what success is to me. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure, I mean, you are too. I just feel like you're a little further down the road where yeah, you're starting absolutely. to see you're starting to kind of like hone down on what success actually is for you. So it's like, I mean, like if you, I think about it, like maybe your, your vision right here is like this, right? Mm -hmm. Mine is still kind of like broadening out to kind of seeing success. So I'm still learning, you know, where, where I'm trying to learn to hone down on it. But Mm -hmm. I mean, essentially basically on the things that that you had said, I I do kind of um, agree and kind of value that same Mm-hmm. View that you view on on what success is exactly, but I kind of view it as I want to reach a point of, when when I think I'm really successful is when I get to a point where now I'm actually able to help out others, you know, without uh, you know, like feeling any guilt without helping myself first, you know, because I've I I like helping too, but when when you want to help but you're not in a position to help, who's it going to hurt more? True, you know what I mean. And that's that's where like you know I'm at right now. Like, man, do I I want to help? Um, but I'm not in that spot yet. The best way that I do like do help though is I, I have time that I offer, okay. and um, I mean I find time to be very valuable. That's I like, think time you know, that's is one the thing the we most valuable. We don't get anything back. You know, what I mean once once you give it, that's it. You're not, not getting it back. <laughs> not at all. So um, where where I, where I can find? Um, that I can give my time. I do in and, and, uh, numerous instances where uh, I've seen people on the side of the road pushing cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always look, I'm like, ah, man. He's by himself. This person is really trying to get the car out the road. Yeah. Let me. I'll pull over and uh, I'll run on over. I was like, all right, where are we going? He's like, I'm trying to get over here. I was like, all right, let's go. And I've done, I'm, honestly, I could say like, I've never shared it with anybody, but I've helped like at least six, seven people um, there'd be times like I, there was this one time in specific, this lady was like in the middle of this, sh- like of, of a busy street. I think it was on Tropicana and Eastern mm. and literally cars are like, just like honking and like going around. So I went ahead and parked. There's like a little chase bang. I parked around the chase crosswalks and like waited like on the middle and like ran into the middle of the street. And I was like, all right, let me, you stay in the steering wheel and I'll, I'll push this thing out here. Yeah. yeah, And man, like I thought I was going to, I thought my heart was going to explode out of my chest. Cause like I was tired, but it was, you know, it was a pretty big car and like, it, it kind of hurt me to see like nobody, and nobody, yeah. you exactly. know what I mean? So, but it's not my business. So exactly. You know? You. And, and, and it wasn't, it really wasn't, but I you don't know for me, it's like, you know, sometimes when, when you see people who need help, you got to help.
0: I agree. A
1: hundred percent. Time back. Like I, I think success to me would be when I'm in a position to help somebody, um, and that I can afford to help them. Like yeah. I think that's that's what success would be. for that's me. That's awesome. I think what happens right is
0: when you're young, mm-hmm. the world seems like you can accomplish everything. I can size the limit, right? And I'm not saying that it can't, right? But what happens is, I think when we're young, we take on other people's idea of success, right? Mm-hmm. And it starts with our parents, right? Like exactly. Our Parents instill what success is to them and unfortunately depending on your background where you come from and your experiences Mm -hmm. that could be very freaking limiting right like you come from a poor family like I I don't know much about your situation Mm -hmm. I mean I know a little bit about your situation Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so I kind of understand like what your parents want for you is bigger than what they had and to them it may be like, re like ten x what they had, but it's still a fraction of what you can do. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think like in the beginning, it's like you go to school and you're gonna graduate and you're gonna go to college and you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that and that is success. You know what I mean? Like I can remember being in high school and be- people being so proud of me because I graduated high school. Ex- <laughs> yeah. And I was like. I'm supposed to graduate high school. Like, isn't this kind of mandatory? This should be the the norm. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I don't do this, then I don't get out the gate. You know what I mean? It's like being a racehorse that, you know, have tired feet or something like Mm -hmm. that. You know, It can't be a racehorse if you don't want to run. You know what I mean? You got to at least do the first steps. So I never understood why people would be like, oh my goodness, you're such a inspiration or whatever Mm -hmm. for graduating high school. I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. that doesn't really mean anything. Mm Mm-hmm and but that's a part of our community and i don't mean to put my my buddy on blast cuz he texted me last time cuz i put him on blast for the f word stuff oh. <laughs> uh but you know his situation is different than mine mm-hmm. you know what i mean he comes from a, a an entire family and lineage of college graduates you know what i mean mm. like so the standard that is instilled in him and has been shown to him is a lot bigger and different than mine and and mine and yours, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm not trying to get political or talk about, right. You know, privilege of race or anything like that. But it's just a it's part just of that rate. is is the uh, not necessarily a privilege, but it shows how further along certain communities are yeah. in life in generation only that but I yeah. also culture too you know And culture I mean? yeah. exactly so for me like my family is flipping over backwards because i graduated high school mm-hmm. you know what i mean his family is like uh you All got right. yeah let's like, go college it's college you know, time let's college yeah like, you need to graduate college mm-hmm. to even be on par with us i can graduate high school and be the smartest person in my family <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean and you have to go to college to and even like to even get on par with the rest of us to be included in the family photo, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like I mean, everybody is 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 yeah. our college graduates in my family. I'm and 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 I'm not here to right bash know, on anybody bash or, anything. or on anybody or anything. But in my entire family, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like and I'm just saying, my my immediate family. Like my mom got her her bachelor's degree when she was 38 years old. Wow, you know what I mean. My wife, I don't think anyone in her family have a college degree. Other than her? Other than, and she's working on hers right now. So she'll actually get get her college degree right before she turns 40. Dang. You know what I mean? I got mine. I got mine when I was 30, 32. For real? Yeah.
1: I do not know that. No way. How old am I? I don't know. How old are you? (laughs) You're
0: right I I got got my college degree When I was like 26 Or 27 I got my master's degree When I was 30 Ah So Or something like that I might be off My math is terrible But Let's see Oh it says right there Yeah I'm looking right at it So I got my bachelor's degree In 2014 So that was That's how many years ago Six years ago Yeah so I got my My bachelor's degree When I was 30 Seven
1: years ago actually To Oh no it says August Not April I was gonna say Seven years ago To the date But that's August yeah, so, I te- so
0: technically I did get my bachelor's degree when I was 30. I got my associate's degree when I was uh, 27. Ah. So I got associate's degree at 27, my bachelor's degree at 30, and then my master's degree two years later at and, 32.
1: My sister just
0: graduated from college and yeah, just got her, master- her her bachelor's degree.
1: And you said she's a couple years younger than you? And she's a couple
0: years younger than me. So what I'm saying, though, is that like, that's the deal. And guess what? My son- is in college right now Mm -hmm. at 18 Mm. and he's the first kid who has in in our entire my my wife and i was talking about this the other day he is the first kid in our families who has gone from high school to college Mm. Whoa, exactly dang so that's his generation so when he grows up and he has a wife and has his own kids Mm. like the standard is different right you know what i mean so like we get this success from our families as to where we're supposed to go and then once we accomplish those things we have to then figure out what success is and as we put together our plan to have success right and Mm. we attain that that's when we realize that that doesn't make me happy Mm. you know what i mean yeah so if you come from a poor family your idea of success is to not be for, poor, mm. right? So you work your tail off. And you're, and I'm not saying that you start a business and you know you become a Fortune 500 company. I'm talking about you graduate college, you work two jobs so that you always have money, but you don't have any time. So your kids grow up right in front of you and you don't get to see it. And then one day you look at your kid and the kid is 15 years old and you're like, damn, I missed his entire life this doesn't make me happy. Mm. I need to make a change. I'm willing to sacrifice money or you gain an understanding like, I understand why my family is poor because we may not have had money, but we always were together. Mm. I, I, my wife and I talk about this all the time. The best years of our lives were when we were poor, yeah, cuz you were like kind of rich in family, right? Exactly. Cuz mm-hmm. we didn't have we didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Family nights had to be more uh interaction
1: than than, anything.
0: than than anything else. Yeah. And then once I start I got a little taste of money, how much work I did went up, you know what I mean? And then I start band-aiding everything with money. Damn. So now no we're not having Friday night You know, six, seven, eight-hour family nights. You know what I mean? I'm spending $200 to go to Dave & Buster's, though, Mm. while I sit in the booth and watch basketball. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So it's like things are different. I think we have to manage. And I know we went off on a a longer tangent than normal. I mean, I should just say we stick with this. (laughs) But I just think that if you're going to find success, identify early what those things are and always circle back to see if it fits that criteria. Yeah. And I think what what could possibly be beneficial is what what are some ideas of success that aren't like tangible? And I would say like I would limit it to just one. OK, does it make you happy? Like it reminds me of Marie Kondo. If you don't know who Marie Kondo is, go to Netflix, type in Marie Kondo, spell Mary, M-A-R-I-E. Condo, K-O-N-D-O. She's an organizer.
1: Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
0: And she asks you all the time. Does it make you happy? If it makes you happy, keep it. If it doesn't, throw it away hmm. or get rid of it. And I think you have to do that same inventory and process in your own lives. Does it matter if you have a four six hundred thousand dollar house, but you have to work, you know, eighteen day, hours yeah. in order to make that payment? You have a I mean? day off exactly you don't, don't have a family. day off like is, it, is that is that happiness for you if it is great you know what, what i mean look 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 at this in a, in a, in a relationship right mm-hmm. like we have the, these general ideas that a man is supposed to work and take care of his family right right is it beneficial for the man to not be at home and not be interactive with his children because he's working to put food on the table you know what i mean does that provide benefit to the family? Just because the man's job is to provide resources, I don't think so. leaving the woman to tend to everything from an emotional standpoint. I, no, I, I mean, I don't. I don't it, think depends. I think it depends. I think it depends on people, what that is for, for you and your situation. But, but I'm just, is, I'm just yeah. asking questions. You know yeah, what I mean? I I'm really so. asking questions because if you're listening to this, I hope you do inventory on your own life. Mm. You know what I mean? I hope we do inventory in your own life because it's never too late to make a change. It's never too late to
1: go in a different direction.
0: It's never too late to make a pivot.
1: I mean, hey, you're absolutely right. You like, I, mean, I mean, I feel that's what I'm kind of going through.
0: Absolutely, you're um, ten years deep in and to being top chef, and then you realize that you didn't want to be it. it it's
1: it maybe just realize that, uh, yeah. Like I, I seen that. I guess realizing, you know, like helping people mm-hmm. is what. I've always wanted to do. And I just said that before and realizing that, yeah, maybe cooking could be a way to help people, but not in the way that I was doing it, you know? And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that I I still went through what I went through. You know I mean? I invested 10 years of my life into, into culinary. And, uh, I mean, 10 years into it, I realized like, you know what, this isn't the path that I want to go. And it was a little, it was a little difficult at first to accept it, but realizing that, you know, Hey, it's gonna make me happy going this route to help, to teach, to enable other people to kind of learn. You know, because to me, that's that's what success. You know, that makes me happy. So therefore, I think I'm gonna be very successful in that. Uh-huh. And yeah, I mean,
0: I mean, I understand that's how I started too. Like I started out wanting to be. I like it. It's a good feeling. Exactly. I started out wanting to be on par with the likes of like Jillian Michaels and. Tony Horton mm. and, and and Jack LaLanne and, you know, I wanted to be one of the greats, the ah. greatest of all time. Right. right. And then as I went through and I looked through, you know, what it would take for me to do that, what I wanted to do, how much of my soul I needed to sell in order to accomplish that, mm-hmm. I realized like I did, I didn't want to do that. Mm. And that strayed away from what I actually wanted to do. Secondly, I think I, I I went through this phase of wanting to like be the, the, the picture of it. Right. Uh, So I wanted to train athletes and I wanted to be, I wanted to train bodybuilders. I wanted to train all the high profile clients. And then I would go through my own personal ups and downs. And then I realized that I realized that, uh, that's not what I wanted to do. That I am. I'm more on the lines of Richard Simmons mm-hmm. than I am Jillian Michaels. You know what I mean, right? And even and, and I there's a there's a uh, a podcast about Richard Simmons, and now he just like disappeared. Right,
1: mm-hmm. and I, I listened to
0: the whole thing because I'm utterly fascinated with Richard Simmons.
1: Yeah, actually, remember you showed fascinated. me that little clip about utterly fascinated. What was with it him. Wait, what was it that he was claiming? Um, when Uh, he was in the courtroom uh, or whatever, yeah, like that was very inspiring, powerful,
0: very powerful. And I think I, I, if I were to align myself with anybody, I would want to align myself with Richard Simmons Mm -hmm. because he is the original people like us. Exactly. Right. Like he is in the, the, the industry, but he doesn't doesn't look the part. He doesn't, Mm -hmm. he doesn't have a six pack abs he doesn't have all of these things you know what i mean mm-hmm. and coming from a background what he wanted to do was he wanted to help people who struggled with their weight just like he did so it had a very 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 targeted niche mm-hmm. and it's crazy cuz if you go back and listen to if you listen to his like like documentaries or anything that you can get your hands on th- the stories that some of these people have about richard simmons is Astounding, yeah, it'll bring you to tears almost. Really, you know what I mean? Like him showing up at people's houses, oh, and showing up at people's weddings, him showing up and and walking a and a severely overweight woman through uh, cleaning out her pantry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Making phone calls, all types of stuff. Dang, I know most people are insecure, you know about. Yeah. This interaction with Richard Simmons, especially men, because right. he, he seems to be flamboyant or whatever, yeah. really high energy, but the, the the man is truly awesome. Yeah. Truly awesome. Great man, intentions. I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the more I got into reading and watching Richard Simmons, the more my career trajectory changed as to what I wanted to accomplish and not, not necessarily accomplish, but what I wanted to create for other people. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I struggled with the same thing. You know what I mean? I was a hundred, I was 190 pounds in high school. You know what I mean? And then in the military, because you, you, they don't feed you and they make you exercise all day. <laughs> I, I was 177 pounds and that's seven pounds over what I was supposed to be. But I was fairly muscular, so I made taping weight, and my PFT was pretty good. Well, when I got out of the military, you know, I gained a hundred pounds. Mm. You know what I mean? I was down to two hundred eighty pounds, and then I lost the weight. And then I got a, I went to school, and then the harder I worked on school, the less I worked on my my own personal health, and I gained the weight. So I've been through this ups and downs and gaining weight and losing weight for fifteen years. Mm. You know what I mean? And then what I noticed was. Most people's journey is like that. You know what I mean most people's journey is a is a bout of ups and downs, and maybe maybe what I can show is that what I went through from a physical standpoint with my weight, other people go through emotionally, other mm-hmm. people go through you know and and in many different ways in their career selections and stuff like that where it's highs and lows, highs and lows, highs and lows, emotionally, physically, you know, all of these things, spiritually, whatever it may be that, that you're into. There's always these ups and downs and we never seem to address the downs. We only highlight the highs, Mm. right? So we show people the three month transformation. So we literally show them at their worst and we show them at their best, but we never show the journey because the journey is what ultimately is the most powerful and impactful. (laughs) in this. It is the place that you learn, right? You got to love the process. Exactly. Like as a parent, you remember the day that your kid goes to school for the first time and you remember the day that they graduate, but you don't recall all the shit. In between. In between. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking at my son, my oldest son, and it's like. You know, I remember his first day of school. I remember him graduating Mm -hmm. all those through the pandemic. I remember watching him on the stream and everything else. It was fantastic, right? But we don't talk about the the lessons that he learned to be the man that he is right now. Mm -hmm. We don't learn about those lessons, you know what I mean? And the things that he's had to deal with from a sports standpoint, dealing with girls. You know what I mean? He had a girlfriend who (laughs) was... Obviously, my son is black and his girlfriend is white, was was white, the one that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And he comes home and he's upset, sad, completely defeated because the girlfriend came to school, told him that they could no longer be together because her parents did not approve of her dating the black guy. No way. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. So that's a whole lesson. That's a whole lesson that... That are that I had to introduce into my 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 family. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I'm I'm the type that if that happens in my family, then we're all going to address it. You right? Know what I mean? Like it's not the first time, and then they hear that like this is very common. Dang. I mean, I. Whew. Yeah.
1: So so like
0: that, and and those are the parts because I think he learned so much from that experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That ultimately made him that. So just to kind of bring this back full circle. <laughs> There is a space in the middle that we don't acknowledge, but Mm. it's the most important. The
1: process. Exactly. Like, don't be too concerned with where you're
0: going Mm -hmm. because you need to fall in love with the process to get there. Because truth be told, you'll never get there. Right. You'll always be on the way. You know what I mean? You'll always be on the way to success and you'll never actually get there. So you have to fall in love with the work. It's no different than what Peyton Manning says. It's like, you don't have to pay me to play in the games. Uh, um, maybe that wasn't Peyton Manning. That might've been somebody else, but you don't have to pay me to play in games. You have to pay me to do everything else. Hmm. The practicing, the 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 learning, the playbook, all of this other stuff. I love to play the game. I'll do it for free. But it's this other stuff that That, happens week to week. mm, You know what I mean? Every single Sunday during football season, all we see is a finished product. Right. But we don't see See what's in between. We don't see the six days of preparation. Yeah. You know what I mean? You go to a fitness competition. All you see is the finished product. You don't see the 16 to 22 weeks that it took to get on stage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think we need to spend more time
1: dealing with the process and not the outcome. Yeah. Right. And that I mean would it be fair to say that it goes that, that goes with every any, everything and anything. Literally goes with anything.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the process to get to somewhere is the most fulfilling aspect of anything. I remember mm-hmm. when uh, my wife and I decided to buy a house. We were that we were going to attempt to buy a house at the time. My credit score was like a five hundred.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I made a couple phone calls to people that I know on the financial side. And I asked, what do I have to do in order to improve my credit score so I could purchase a home? Well, they gave me a a list of things to do. And and for a year and a half, my wife and I worked this plan to purchase a home. And I was able to get my credit score up to like a 692 or something like that. Mm -hmm. 692. It's not perfect, but it was way better than what I had before, which allowed us to purchase a home. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, on one end, it's like, yeah, I accomplished something, but that was like the first step to now because what it does, what well, every time you reach these milestones, it opens up more possibilities, right? Because mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh, we need to invest in real estate. You know what I mean? Diversify right, because, our portfolio. You're like, you start but, realizing but the money in it, right? Exactly. Yeah. But we would never, ever be there mm. had we not worked towards that first step. Oh, so I that's the reason why saying. I keep okay. saying like sure. the process is 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 what it is is the most important part and the journey is never over because they just because as you follow the journey more and more doors open so it kind of goes back to the conversation that we had before Mm. right you can only set an expectation of what you know for your children right right so for me and you it's a big deal to graduate high school For my buddy it is nothing Mm -hmm. that's that's step one you know what i mean like at a minimum at a minimum you need to go to college mm. at a minimum for us. You need to graduate. Exactly. High school. I was
1: just going to say that. Yeah. At a minimum, be. it was like, yeah, once we graduate high school, I mean, I don't want to put my mom on blast, but you know, she got pretty teary, you know, when we all graduated and it's like, you know, mom, like she's, I'm just, I'm proud of you guys. She was like, cause we didn't get that opportunity, you know? And I'm like, all right, but you know, there's, there's more to, there's more to be done, you know, there's I mean we, within us, but yeah. how you say like that expectation of success for them is, that's it. My my kids did it. I'm, I'm you know. Yeah, I don't want to say I'm, like they're they're done. Like a parent, I'm a good I did, parent. I did what I was supposed to do because I brought them further
0: along. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. it, it, it's it's a very it's a generational picture of what I just described about buying a house. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? really?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, it's a generational picture, right? Okay. Like it's a big deal for my other family members that I bought a house. Okay. Because they never bought one. Ah, uh, okay. I see so what you're I'm saying. not having that conversation with my other family members about about real estate investing, you know what I mean? Because they haven't even bought a house for themselves. Mm. So they don't even know how to encourage me to do those things because they've never done it. I can do that for my kids. Because you've done it. Exactly, that. but I couldn't inspire my son to purchase you know, commercial buildings or something because I've never done that. Mm. I can say, hey, yeah. That's a good idea. You should go for it. But I don't don't have any instructions that I can actually provide. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can help my son so that he can purchase a home on his own way before I was able to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just like your parents could probably instill in you what's necessary to graduate high school. So for them, like they didn't graduate high school. They didn't get that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And you got it because they knew exactly what to do. To push you to make that happen, it became a focal point. Yeah, and that's and that's just how that's how it works. Like the most passionate people about weight loss are the people who have lost weight. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they understand the brevity of it. You know what I mean? They they understand the brevity of losing this weight and feeling better. Yeah, it's kind of hard for a person who's never been overweight to tell you why it's important and reach you emotionally because they don't have any emotional connection to it you know what I mean so I just think that as as we kind of wrap this up because we we had a topic but I think we this, did but this, we went on this thing, thing and we just kind took of went it on a tangent, and we just kind of rolled with it so we, we appreciate you all for hanging in there with us um, but I I mean I think this is important for us to address yeah. because I think what we want for everyone who's listening to us anyone who who pulls any type of inspiration from what we're doing anyone as a member at plus one who enjoys, you know, our programs is that our aim is to provide something that allows you to be better, a little bit better than what you were yesterday. We're not trying to push you over the limits. I think you can get that from other places and it's perfect. All we want to do is get the ball rolling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're not CrossFit, but we may be the gateway drug. (laughs) you know what I mean Yeah. that if you could just get the ball rolling a little bit to get a little bit healthier make better choices and do some of these things we that 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 it may spark some greatness you know what I mean I have a friend of mine Mm -hmm. she was 300 pounds or so right and she started losing weight she was actually a student came through my uh, when I was teaching she Mm -hmm. came through and she wanted to be a personal trainer because she found along the way that she was an excellent runner. And she got oh. into triathlon. Really? It was actually my first like introduction into triathlon. Because of her? Because of her. Oh, that's dope. And she ended up uh, you know, trying out for the Olympic team and things like that. Wow. From being 300 pounds. You know what I mean? And I'd like to think that we were the gateway drug. You know what I mean? To get her into that. Obviously, it wasn't plus one, but, you know, through the teaching, she was like, Look, I'm really inspired by what you guys are doing. I want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it just kind of kept growing and growing and growing. So we appreciate everybody who is a plus one member. Support us. Uh, listen to to this podcast. Yeah, You know, the
1: I, I, we really appreciate all... T- 15 of you guys find your own happiness find your own happiness find your own success exactly and make sure you uh love the journey or the process you know while doing it absolutely don't waste your life doing
0: things that you believe other people yeah. would be proud of you for doing do we want what you. makes you happy please please do, do that, do, do, Is that a
1: song? Do. No, oh know. yeah <laughs> don't
0: worry do, 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 do. Be, be happy, happy. Don't worry, be happy and now.
1: <laughs> that
0: was awesome. So we appreciate you all Thank for, you for listening. As always, we'll catch you next week on another episode of the People Like Us podcast, and we are out. Peace
1: out, Thank you for listening to the People Like Us podcast Brought to you by Plus1Community.com. We hope you learned something valuable To allow you to get a little bit healthier Have a little more fun For a little while longer And if you did, be sure to share this With your friends, family, and colleagues Also, make sure you subscribe To this podcast on whatever platform You listen to so you don't miss an episode And tell us what you think If you are inclined to do so Thank you again, take care and remember If you are a person like us, we see you. Ciao.